Hey everybody, welcome to the Apotaka Podcast, episode 6, and as usual, I am joined by Willow. Willow, how is it going, bud? It's going, banger. It's going. Nice uh, home run derby tonight, which was fun to watch. I actually uh, I had a pretty good time. It was, uh, I thought it was pretty enjoyable, so... Yeah, we're doing we're doing the, the we're doing the post derby podcast tonight. We actually waited so we could talk a little bit about it. Plus, we actually just kind of wanted to watch it ourselves, right? So, Vlad, yeah, that too, Vlad, our boy, Placata <laughs> takes takes the big win. I did not have him winning it. I didn't either, and uh, and we'll get into it in a bit. But yeah, I didn't either. Oh, um, what else has happened out there? You were just down uh, on the mainland a little bit from Victoria, weren't you? Well, mainland for sure, but you know, a different country going going south a bit down to Centralia, Washington. Uh, not a great place. I mean, anyone listening living in Centralia, you know, good baseball fields. But uh, other than that, my boy JT will, will agree with me. It's not the place to be. Uh, we had a big showcase tournament down there. About 70 teams, a lot of Northwest schools there, which was really good for our boys. But, uh, yeah, it was – I don't know, man. It's uh, that showcase world. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. It's uh, And well, I get it. I what type of it. schools did you have there? Were, did, were they like D1, D2, oh, NAI, JUCOs? What, what are we what are Top we to bottom, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, I saw, you know, saw Oregon's head, head coach. I saw a bunch of other, you know, big D1s. But then you go all the way down to the bottom, right? Um, there's, there's JUCO, NAIA. So, um, it's really good for guys to get seen, but again, like it's, it's tough. It's not, it's not like winning baseball. Uh, you can see that pressure that kind of people have on themselves. Um, but, but it was a good weekend. I don't know. Like time limits suck. We played on, you know, just terrible fields, but whatever. Right. It was, uh, it was still an all right weekend. No, nothing special. <laughs> You're playing baseball and it didn't rain. I'm assuming so. Oh, it was it was hot to start, but and I mean even our last night we our game started at like 9 p.m. Our last game. A little late. Nine, l- little late, you know, under the lights, under the lights, but whatever. These guys are have curfew, don't they? 10:30 curfew or in saying. bed? It was, cons- no it was a consolation. It was a consolation game though, so it didn't matter at all. But uh, they all matter, Willow. They all matter. Well, I yeah, I guess when you're in a showcase tournament, and there's no schools there, and it's a nine o'clock start. <laughs> All right, man, let's go into it. Let's start well, up. One if more you thing want. on the Eagles, though, the Victoria Eagles. Okay, this is great, and you'll love this. All right, we are one game back. Right, we're one spot out of the playoff spot. Okay, so it's it's eight teams make it, but since Parksville's hosting, they get in and they're lower. So we're eighth right now. But guess who's seventh, and guess who we play Sunday. So it's got to be Tassoni. Tassoni's team. So it's uh, they're a half game up right now, and we got them this weekend for two on Sunday. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good ending. So uh, so do you have yeah. your ace rested or what? Well, I don't know. We also play the first place team on Saturday for two, so it'll be interesting. But uh, uh, okay, I talked to him today, and I heard they got a couple injuries, so I don't know. Things might be looking up for the Eagles. <laughs> playoff bound. Playoff bound. I better hope so. Better hope so. You guys are like the Braves rattling off wins left, right, and center. Uh, I wouldn't say that at all, but you know we're getting there. Okay, you're like the. You just gotta make it in. You're like you gotta the, make it in. Did I say Braves? I meant the A's. <laughs> okay, A's. I was gonna say you said Braves, and I was like that. That might be the worst <laughs> comp for the good old Victoria Eagles there is right now. All right, man. Let's go on to our quick hits of the week. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so we waited for this podcast after the Home Run Derby because the big thing right now is the result of that. We mentioned Vlad won. I know you've got some thoughts on it. What uh, what was your, your thinking or, or would you enjoy about watching that? Well, great Home Run Derby to start. I loved it. Vladdy, I actually, and again, I, uh, you know, going in, I originally said Pete, I'll say this, but then I watched Randy's first round and I said, right after Randy, I said, actually, J-Rod, I switched um, because of Randy's tempo because he was swinging it. And, wow, yeah. Um, and I think, like, it's a good strap, but I don't know. It, it was good. I mean, I got to give it to Vladdy. Like, the, it, I think the structure is pretty good with long balls because Randy wasn't getting two minutes. Like, I don't even know if Randy got the full minute, right? But... Uh, on the last but, one, no, he didn't. He only had the thirty seconds. But he was he was uh, quantity over quality for sure. Like he was taking hacks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like you know the guys who hit it further, like Vlad, he got the minute. I think every time, yeah, yeah. which helps big time. Um, tip the cap to John Schneider. That's pretty sick to have your you know your skipper thrown in the in the home render. I was thinking that in the last one. All of a yeah. sudden, you're, you're not you're not coach anymore. You're just a fan you're there to throw it like you're not giving tips you're not giving hints it's just enjoy it and let them tee off on some pitches but on that i i'm i'm gonna say this but it might be more pressure being the thrower than the actual hitter in the home run derby absolutely it absolutely like it, is uh, who was it adolis i think garcia he his guy was he was he was throwing away too much like he's still throwing yeah. strikes but away too much and um and like he, you know, there was takes in there, and it's just like, oh, the pre. I mean, I, I'm a terrible BP thrower myself. Like, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I can't. I've never been able to throw soft and accurate. I'm always right. like a hard and accurate guy. I mean, that's how I pitch. I pitch soft and accurate. So I'm a really good <laughs> BP. I actually threw BP when I played. That's what there I. There you go. Right. But but for me watching, like the pressure must be insane. You know. Yeah, it's a, and I think about the like Rutschman's dad. That's a guy who doesn't stand in the limelight throwing BP in, in front of 40,000 fans or whatever it is. And he goes out there and yeah. gave some really good pitches. And obviously he knew where Rutschman liked it. Rutschman liked it like crowded in on, mm-hmm. on his mm-hmm. hands, right? And just yeah. turning on pitches. But uh, so that was a really good round there. But it was Well, good. even his, his switch hit last round too. It was impressive that last round. That might have been the Very. most impressive round the last, uh, what do you have, 30 seconds I think it was, right? He didn't get the minute yeah. either. But um, yeah, no. that, last week – you picked Pete as your winner, as I think a lot of people did, and he was the favorite. That uh, that that crashed and burned in a real hurry. Yeah, and you know, it's tough, man. And and this is what I wanted to talk about. This is exactly the platform I needed to kind of voice my opinion. Um, and I would love to hear your opinion on this because you've been around longer than me, and I only I only a got lot a couple longer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, maybe, yeah, a little, yeah, okay, but anyways, uh, yeah, I don't, like, the format, like, I, I don't know what you think about it, I only got to see a couple of years of, like, the, the out format, but, I mean, like, I don't know, you put, like, Pete and Vladdy for me, and although they, you know, both are good in this format, like, you put them in the old format, I think it's, like, you know, I don't think Randy sticks around at all. Um, I think it totally changes. So I don't, I don't know, like what, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the whole change to the time limit? And the only thing with the old format I remember is it being so slow because you would have guys literally, they would take a swing and take a pitch 
and then take a swing and take a pitch. And it was a little bit painful to watch through, right? And it dragged but, down a little bit. But also positive, though, because t- t- they showed a little bit of a clip of Josh Hamilton back in... Uh, mm-hmm. He put on a display that year. I don't oh. remember what year it was, but I, re- I do remember he but went they, off. But they showed, they showed a clip, and it was the one thing that I do like about that slow tempo is he hits it, and it's an actual everyone's watching that ball, right? Whereas mm-hmm. the new one, some of the times... You, you know, they're not even showing, like, I just find you don't get the magnitude of the home runs as much, you know? Like, Agreed. It's, you, it's, you know who I worry it's, about? It's bang, 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 bang. And it's like, you. it's tough to, some of them look like they're super deep off the bat, Some, but it's going so quick. It's like, oh, yeah. you know. I uh, I worry about all those kids out there in left field. That too, that too. Holy yeah. smokes, you know, the, there's a, a pop-up or something like that. Next pitch, all of a sudden, it's just a freaking two iron. Yeah, and it's sure. like, right, well, yeah, I worry about 107, 108 line drive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it could be could happen where somebody actually gets hurt, and then there's there's going to be issues. But yeah, glad nobody did today. But that was a good one. So my pick last week was J Rod. Now J-Rod, I have a little started. bit of I have a little bit of a caveat to this one because we picked those before the 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 field was set, before yeah. the brackets were set, and after after we kind of uh, recorded. Um, I think was it uh, Adolis? He might have been the last one. I can't remember. But then they set the fields, and J Rod and and Pete went head to head, and I switched. I switched on you, I because I was like, I don't want any part of this matchup because I thought between those two it was going to be a coin toss. So I jump ship, and you can check my my Twitter here. Yeah, Lou Bob. The, yeah, I picked Lou Bob because I was yeah. like, I don't see Rajman doing well. Which I was first round first hitter. I was like, I'm in trouble. I might be out here, but uh, yeah, Lou Bob beat him in first round. But then uh, he got he got tired as they all are. So that's I honestly I thought Lou Bob was going to win it after the first round because he, to me, he's that like perfect balance. You know, he's he's again. You look at him and he's he's a big dude, but he's yeah. not he's not that Vladdy that Pete kind of husky, right? So he's got that uh, you know that little bit of. He can go further. He can go longer, right? Little he doesn't stam- look like he needs to swing no, as hard for as sure. he can. And he wasn't, dude. Like no, his, he wasn't. Some of the swings he was taking, like he wasn't his legs at all. He was just throwing his hands. Yeah. Um, and I thought right away, like after his first round, I was like, this dude's going to win it. You know, because yeah. he, he was effortless hit, hitting 440 plus. And it, uh, but again, it's tough. Like, I don't know. It's, and, and I get it. I've been in one derby in my life and it was like, and it was the out, it wasn't even the timed and it was, I was gassed, dude. I so okay. I should, so going also, back to your question here with the format. Yeah. This is my problem with the format. I don't want to see a three minute round where guys are taking these tired swings. So I know in the past they had like kind of modified I think they did a two minute time. They did a five minute time one year, I think. I could be misspeak, but Yeah, they've been back and forth. So what I would uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking here as we're kind of talking about what kind of makes sense to me is have how about you have one-minute rounds back and forth? You know, back, forth, yeah. back, forth, back, forth. Add up to your three minutes or whatever it is, whatever you decide. But break it up. Because the other thing that we end up seeing was Vlad ended up taking in the second and third rounds. He hit back-to-back. He had yeah, three-minute rounds. You know, I thought three, he well, was toast after that, for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. So, you know, if you want to put on the show, and that's 100% all this is, it's a fan show, you want to see guys just – power right and 450 plus foot bombs 
and guys are absolutely exhausted. So if you yeah. can break that up a little bit while still getting the numbers out there, then I think um, I think that might be a good good option. Well, how about this though? How about this is what I'm thinking. You 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 best of both worlds. You got a, a minute and a half to start. Other guy gets his minute and a half. Mm-hmm. You then go back to the first guy. Yeah, five outs. Oh, you want to do guy, both? Five outs. Best of both worlds. You get so it you know it rewards, and I would I would totally bang the forty four forty thing. Because again, like if if you're a guy who hits it deep, because that's the thing, right? Like Randy wasn't hitting; he was no. hitting probably the, the shortest home runs. I'd say. I mean, maybe not, but I mean, Mookie, we're not even going to talk about. I thought you know, Skinny Queen was going to represent the skinny guys out there, but he didn't. I uh, I missed Mookie's. I was on a meeting. I missed yeah, it wasn't him impressive. Vibes first round. I missed those. It wasn't ones. impressive, but I don't know something like that. I think because again, like it, and you look, and I say this, and you know, a big husky guy, Vlad, won it, but. I don't know. I, I like that kind of slow tempo. Like you hit it, the crowd goes, <gasps> you know, you're seeing how far yeah. it's going to go and instead of the quick one. But best of both worlds. But, you know, that's just hybrid me. model. So you hear, yeah, Robbie Manfred, let me know, buddy, next year. Come on. No, we'll get into him shortly here. Yeah, tough one yesterday. Um, well, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, we, we did have some other quick hits in mind, but I think for, for the most part, the home run derby, the all star weekend and everything, that's gonna be the that's the the kind of where all the eyes are right now. So we're gonna sure. we're gonna move on to our next segment, which is as always, the main event. Alright, so the um the big thing that's kind of going on kinda of as we speak, um, is the major league draft. The, mm-hmm. the amateur draft. So we had the first um, 70 picks go yesterday. Yep. And we had a chance to kind of dissect it a little bit. Um, this is your world. You're, you're the big college guy. Not so much high school, but the no. the college. Yeah. Um, you, you're right into this. So this is really interesting to me to kind of get your take on some of the guys who you liked. I kind of went through. I picked out a few. Obviously, we're not going to exhaust all 70 picks. We don't have that kind of time. My computer is going to die. But uh, – we will. We do have a kind of a handful of guys each that we're going to talk about. So let's hear. Um, let's hear one or two or three or whatever we want to do of your guys to start with. All right, we will start. Uh, start pretty close to the top and uh, a little higher than he was ranked. I think he was. He was. You know, projected to go eight nine ish. Uh, end up going six overall to the Oakland Athletics, but um, Jacob Wilson. Uh, a guy, I called it too, because he fits in Oakland. You can ask my girlfriend. We were sitting on the couch watching it yesterday, and I said Jacob Wilson, and boom, Manfred came right out of his mouth. On that, though, Robbie, too, he big botch with these. Instead of Grand Canyon University, he gave it the Grand Union <laughs> University, which just can't can't be done. Um, that was kind of one of his many mishaps yesterday. But to give him that credit, that's a tough job to do, you know. A lot of pressure, but anyways, uh, yeah, Jacob Wilson, uh, yeah, son of, you know, his dad, 12-year big leaguer, Jack Wilson. His dad, well played. Well, Jack Wilson there, 12-year big leaguer, um, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Atlanta. He had a silver slugger in there, which I did I remember him with Pittsburgh. He was really, really good for a few years. Yep. Um, Yeah, I coached him, actually. He was coaching at GCU, which is pretty cool. Um, Again, kind of a weird thing. I don't know if I'd want my dad. I mean, my dad's not a baseball guy at all, so, like, it's tough for me. But um, 
I don't know. It's a kind of a weird thing at, at college to have a dad coaching you. And he left right away. Like it was, it was known that Jack Wilson was going to leave after uh, Jacob Wilson was gone. But yeah, coaching him there at GCU. I will say Jack Wilson got to lose the black hat, all black hat he wore last night at the draft. Um, bald dude, just rock the shiner. It's totally okay. Don't feel embarrassed about it, but he did. Bad look. Still pretty stacked dude. Looks pretty good. But uh, yeah, I mean, Jacob hit 412 this year. 461 um, on base. Only six bombs and slug 635, which scares me a little. But again, he's, he's you know, representing Skinny Guy Nation. 6'2", 190. Um, kind of like me. I think he's a guy who can fill out. Uh, so is this a guy thing, you played against? I, d- I never actually played against him. I watched him. GCU, his freshman year, they were in the same regional as us. Um, watched him play, and a really good player. Uh, the thing that I love, and this year, which is crazy, only 5Ks. Hmm. Guy doesn't strike out. Bat to balls there. Um, and Actually, so what I, I'm seeing, I think I saw he had the lowest uh, strikeout rate, didn't it? It was yeah. like uh, 2.8%. Yeah, and I think strikeout rate, which is five insane. times in the Cape, his, his strikeout numbers. I think it was honestly five last year, too. It might, it might be five Cape, five last two years at GCU, but. For a guy who's got the bat on ball like that, who's skinny, a uh, little frame, like, you know, what I see is, you know, you put some muscle on and, and that contact stays there and the power goes up. And um, I think that's a pretty good recipe, um, pretty good recipe for some, you know, some some better power numbers, right? That's his weakness right now is power. But again, plus defender, plus arm. So I think that's a really good pick. Um, I kind of had my eye on him. I thought Oakland was a perfect fit for him. Um, moving forward. So yeah, that's kind of my first guy that I, I really wanted to hit on. Um, my comp for him, a little weird, but, uh, but, uh, Alex Bregman, um, kind of, you know, good, good contact, kind of that same little bat wiggle, um, pretty quick hands. I mean, he's a little bit taller, but, uh, same thing, right? Not, not super slow, not super fast, but, uh, I think he's a guy, you know, again, like I said, if he puts a little bit of size on and figures the power piece out of it, I think he can, you know, long time big leaguer. So, that's my first, uh, but uh, I'll throw it back over to you for yours here, Beggar. All right. Well, um, as a pitcher, you know, I, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about him because I think there's been enough said, but I think the the only thing that we can really say is that we weren't sure if he was going to go number one or not, and that's Paul Skeens, right? There was a lot of talk if Dylan Cruz was going to go number one or um, or a couple of the other guys who, you know, those Max top Clark. five, right? Yeah, those top five well, guys. There's, yeah, so. there's talks about them going under slot. Exactly. So, so yeah. you know, we, we were, you know, he's the one. I mean, the 6'6", 235, 21 years old. Um, the comparisons are there to Strasburg, who up until now was kind of the um, unheralded best arm ever taken in the draft um so i mean he's a guy that touches 102 he's got fastball slider change up but i think where his real power comes from is that spencer strider-esque mustache that he's rocking it's a it's a great look for the college guy coming into pro ball so yeah he um you know i heard him him do a little um they kind of record is actually speaking of alex bregman i saw um, Skeens and Dylan Cruz talking to Bregman on a on a Zoom call or whatever it was they were yeah, using. Tigers. And did you see that? And yeah, they just kind of he sounded kind of down to earth there. I have heard one story. I think I mentioned it where I didn't like the story about him. Where um, 
you know, and if, whether it's true or not, apparently, you know, more often than not, he'll go around the room to each of his teammates and say, I, I work harder than you. I work harder than you. I work harder yeah, than you. D-bag. Yeah. And I, I get it. It's a confidence thing and everything, but that's going to, um, either he's going to stop it on his own or somebody's going to stop it for him in Pro Bowl. I don't care if you're 6'6", 235. You're going to get one of two things. You're either going to, because uh, he's going to have a rapid rise through the through the ranks, right? He'll get to AAA or AA, and if he's still doing that, he'll have some 12-year minor league guy uh, grab him by the throat and he shove him into that, his yeah. locker. Yeah. Or, you know, he, he, the other thing is he could get some, uh, some, let's say, Dominican guy who came from absolutely nothing and worked since he was four years old to play baseball and only baseball and he'll do kind of the same thing and and those guys are scrappy and they are willing to fight and probably have fought to get to where they are so i have a feeling that it was kind of uh, blown up a little bit more than what he actually does and i think he probably has a little bit of wherewithal to to shut that down and, and and it's fine to have the confidence everybody likes the confidence but um you know, well, my thing too is if you're doing that, like do it, but like I would not even come close to saying anything in front of anyone, like yeah. like social media wise, like you know reporting wise, like that's yeah. like that's that's almost like I, yeah I don't know like if you're saying if you're saying that to a reporter, are you really saying that for the right reason? Or are you just saying that for a story? Right, that's what I see it as. Yeah, I mean um, we we've heard stories too. I I know people who have uh, gone in with a little bit uh, more arrogance than they should into pro ball. And the next thing you know, they're in a locker room fight. They've had their tires slashed on their brand new car that they just purchased with their signing bonus. And they're ostracized, right? And that's not something that you want when you're first stepping into a a pro clubhouse. So, um, you know, like I said, I think it's blown out of proportion a little bit. But I hope it's not true because I want to see 102. And I want to see a guy who just goes out and dominate just like Spencer Strider. For sure. Well, and I think... Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, to me, it's like I think his path to the big leagues should be pretty smooth. It's just, it's just health wise, right? And um, and he threw a ton at the end of the year, so I'm sure I think he's going to be. They'll put him on a similar plan to kind of Strasburg, where I think Strasburg threw a bunch, so they shut him down right away, and then uh, the next year, I think he started in double and he was, you know, in the bigs by real quick. Yeah. Um, but that's good to see, right? Because, I mean, it's tough. It's tough a starting pitcher to throw a look at DeGrom, right? He's kind of, for me, that's a comp that I see with a guy who throws that hard, who mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff, uh, you know, and to see a guy like Skeens who, and again, he's only throwing once a week right now, which is, you know, it changes a lot when you go to a five-day rotation. Yeah. Um, however, you know, when he's going 100 and whatever, 20, and then th- three days rest in the Calder World Series throwing again, like, I don't know. For me, if I was a Pirates, that would have put the kind of nail in the coffin. Yeah, he uh, he won't be doing that anymore. I can promise you that. He'll at best be on a five-day <laughs> no, rotation. He'll be sure. limited to yeah. no more than 100, and they'll have innings counts for the year and everything for him. Yeah, so. absolutely. But, yep, definitely the best arm in the draft, so it's a good pick. Who's your yeah. next one? Yeah, so I'm going to stay kind of West Coast, and uh, and I actually I didn't even really notice this until it was said, but uh, yeah, back to that same regional, I was I saw Jacob Wilson, I also played Chase Davis, um, who's 21st overall to St. Louis um, yesterday, uh, outfielder, a guy who didn't play um, didn't play the year that I played him two years ago. Again, as a freshman, only 30 ABs, so uh, a late bloomer kind of in the college scene, but. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this year, 362, 489 OBP, uh, slug 21 homers, uh, 1.231 OPS. Like the, the dude's a solid hitter. He, uh, he hits really well. He had a super hot end of the season. Um, hit, he had a really good Pac-12 tournament. Again, Arizona didn't have the best regional. Um, but yeah, a dude who can swing it and, and the comp here, which is, you know, is pretty crazy. And if you haven't seen it, I, I urge you beggar and the kind of the listeners, but, uh, but Chase Davis, almost identical comp to cargo Car- Carlos Gonzalez his that lefty swing the finish the everything you like you look at it and I saw even when they uh, he got drafted yesterday they put the the side by side and with the comps here I didn't want to go right on with what, what everyone's saying but this one was like way too close to not say it um, but pretty crazy I so mean, if you look well I'll tell you what I know nothing about Chase Davis but cargo was a teammate of mine in Venezuela well and and again go look at Chase Davis and look at the swing and I mean, beggar, you don't got your glasses on, man. You will be thinking that it's cargo. <laughs> okay. The whole Latin thing aside and everything. Eh? But uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. So a, a little side note with the cargo story here. Cargo, when I played with him, was the young guy. He was, uh, I don't even know, 17, 18-year-old. He was a fourth outfielder for us down in Venezuela. And he was athletic, as you could imagine. Good arm. And a uh, little tidbit, great dancer. Great clubhouse dancer. But uh, the next year, obviously starting, he's in the home run derby down there. They all, like, and he put it together. And honestly, like he was a great guy. Really, like he was a fantastic team guy and everything. But uh, yeah, he was talent. Like you obviously wouldn't really believe yeah. um, at that age, right? So hey, if he, if he's looking like cargo, you say he's like cargo. I'm in. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, his his discipline is, is okay. there now. I it found this little, on the web. For if he's looking little, like cargo, he stays well, you, like cargo. You got Siri meant. going there Check in the out. background or what? They're bigger. Apparently. apparently Apple Siri, Watch? Yeah, Siri uh, likes cargo too, I guess. There you go. Siri's on him. But yeah, his chase rate's kind of gone down. He's discipline hitter now with just the smoothest swing, which is nice to see. Um, uh, and even almost like some Griffey in him too, right? With that left, he just kind of smooth, nice finish. So... So if there's, uh, there's any less than Cargo and Griffey, it's a huge disappointment for me. <laughs> well, and, and again, I'm, uh, I think he's a guy. I watched I watched quite a bit of the Pac-12 tournament this year, and uh, he was a guy who really, you know, I thought looked really mature at the plate. Um, again, he's he's a you know plus defender. He's not the quickest guy, but good good first step, good uh, acceleration, good arm. So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I think that's one of the guys who. Uh, I mean, even mid-season, he wasn't he wasn't projected a, a first rounder, and he's uh, he's kind of made his way up there. So it's it's exciting to see a guy who kind of gets hot and and see what he can do with that. So yeah, it's uh, it's my second guy that I like to jump into there. You know, nice. All right, my my second one. We'll go. Um, Going to go with another pitcher. Shocker. With the tenth pick, the Marlins select Noble Meyer out of Noble Jesuit Meyer. High School, Oregon. Right-handed pitcher, six foot mm-hmm. five, hundred eighty-five pounds, eighteen-year-old. I knew nothing about him. He got selected. They showed his little video there, and uh, I literally, by myself in the room, went, "Whoa!" And it was on uh, a shot of him throwing a slider. I was like, "That's a big league out pitch right there." I was like, "Holy crap!" And then to hear, uh, you know, I've heard two things. One, they said he touches 100, and then something I read kind of when I was looking things up today, it was like 98. 
regardless. Mm-hmm. He's upper 90s, flirting with triple digits, but that slider was yeah, filthy. And I'm sitting there watching him, and it looked really easy and really free. Um, he was the he's the top ranked high school arm, mm-hmm. and he was the only high school pitcher taken in the first round this year, which has only happened once before back in 1984. So get that one. So, yeah. um, and I heard comps they they were talking about it on the, the broadcast last night. Somebody threw out a comp to Logan Gilbert with the Mariners and very good. So, but I looked at it and I went and watched cause I was like, really? Okay. So I went and watched a little bit of Logan Gilbert. I don't see it. The only thing that's there for me is the velocity is about the same. So the, you know, Logan Gilbert threw throws from a little bit higher arm slot. I think Nova Myers, like a three quarter guy. Um, he's got a chance to get some, some run on that ball. If he doesn't already, the angle that I saw is a little tough to see. But he had life on the fastball, like yeah. beyond belief. And I think, like in all honesty, it looked like he threw ninety eight easier than Logan Gilbert does. Gilbert looked like he he put a, you know a little bit more into it. So I really like the effortless um, delivery that that he throws. And um, you know, guy that I just thought, that, and then he did his his post draft kind of interview because he was the one guy that was you know one of the guys that was on site with Xavier Scruggs and. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just really Jacob, he was kind of well. Jacob Wilson was there too. Don't. He was there. He was there. There were only a few. Something I was going to bring it up later. Um, but he was. He seemed pretty well spoken. And there was just you know the just that feeling that you get. Mm-hmm. It was just like there's something about this kid. I really like him. I'm in on no, him right now. I liked him a ton too. And I, I honestly thought I probably should say I'll say it. Whatever. Anyways, through the grapevine, little birdie. Um, couple of relationships I got. You know, there, there, there. Anyways, but. I was told that the Twins, if he was still on the board at five, was going to take him, and I was pretty pumped for that. Because um, again, I think I think that's a huge steal. And again, I think Max Clark kind of shuffled things up going three um, to the Tigers. But yeah, I like honestly that that's an arm that like you know it's tough to other than Skeens. Like I thought that was the second best arm in the in the draft. Yeah, and the one thing about uh, you know, I know arms are dicey, right? Because so many injuries. But the one thing about a high school arm is now, if you get into a pro system, you can really monitor those in. For just sure. like we're talking about schemes, sure. right? You go to college, you're getting annihilated. You're throwing those yeah. 120 pitch games. You're coming back in three days rest. You're getting abused, right? So now the Marlins can sit there and go, okay, for the next three years, say, or something like that, we're limiting you to this many pitches, this many innings, this whatever, this many days rest, mm-hmm. all or, all of it, right? So they really have control over that to make sure, you know, do the best that they can to keep this, frankly, a stud healthy. So that that's, that's an interesting one. And then, side note, they also picked the top left-handed pitcher, um, the top-ranked lefty out of high school or college in uh, Thomas White at 35 yeah. in the conversation um, uh, pick. Yeah. So they got a couple of good arms there. Nice. You got a third one? Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a duo third. And it's not so much an in-depth look, but more of a shout-out, a um, little bit in-depth look. But uh, two Canadians. But the first, 39th overall to the Oakland Athletics, the third Naylor brother, Miles Naylor. Um, Getting drafted, and uh, I just think that's so cool. Um, you know, three three first rounders in a family. That's I I can't even. It's just it's crazy to even fathom, right? Um, yeah. Again, me being able to play with Bo, getting to see Josh play. Never played with Miles, but again, been watching him with Team Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's again, yeah, it's just in the family and it just sounds cheesy, but like they all, and they're all a little bit different. Like, you know, all yeah. the kind of brothers, right? Yeah. I, um, again, I don't know them too well. I know Bo, you know, I played with them for a couple of years, but it, they're all a little bit different, but they all just like one, they can all just hit like that's, you know, all three of them can just roll their bed and hit. That's mm-hmm. their thing, right? They, they're bat to ball. Their bat speed is, is always there with all of them. Um, but then that athleticism too, right? Um, I mean, I think guys overlook Josh and Bo. I mean, they're both. I mean, they're not. They're not like stick and bones, right? They're you know, they're a little yeah. bit huskier. And again, Bo, love you, man. Josh, love you. But uh, <laughs> that's but all like, right. Bo, one of the best athletes I've ever played with. Um, just like crazy, right? And and you that play that he made a couple weeks ago when it was a, a pitch mm-hmm. out and it was over the plate and he spun and it's like that's just the stuff that he does. And both of them do yeah. that. Josh off the bump was throwing ninety, like you know, he was low like ninety six or something like that. There you go, right? And it's just like that. That's just what they do. They're just freaks, and they you yeah. know they they all kind of. And I think Josh set a really good path for all of them, and and you know with that path comes also you know pressure uh, i can only imagine kind of what miles had you know that pressure on his shoulders this year um little well, bit disappointed the guardians didn't take him first round i think we were all all kind of hoping there which would be pretty cool but uh but then well, he's joined our boy right denzi in, in oakland so yes uh, well well pre draft he was ranked 64th i think so yeah um when he got selected 39th and i was watching that one i kind of was like shocked but more happy right i was like mm-hmm. so pumped so For excited sure. and then when it was the a's because yeah obviously the guardians would have been you know the the heartfelt one joining his two brothers but denzel clark with the a's is his cousin, cousin. so like yeah. so if you're not going to get picked ties. by the guardians why not go yeah. to uh to to the a's so well, and actually i actually messaged um it might have been i can't remember if it was i think it was josh that and uh he was like i'm just happy he got picked right so yeah um pretty pretty awesome so yeah definitely cool yeah the name and even going back to jacob wilson um having that name and having that experience with a sibling or a parent you know on that big league field like that's a thing like jacob wilson i'm sure is going to go into pro bowl and not have many surprises because where did he grow up you Mm -hmm. know in the clubhouses of the big leagues right like it's Mm -hmm. like he knows how things go down he knows um, you know, that, that difference between pro ball and college and that shock's not going to be there. And the same thing with, you know, Miles, like he, you know, him and his brothers, they train every off season together. Like I'm sure they're, you know, the family, like it's a super tight knit family. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a guy, although he was ranked 64th, like I knew he was going to go earlier than that. Cause it's, you just know he has that, you know, that little nag. So yeah. And then, uh, also just want to throw a little quick shout out for Sammy Shaw, a uh, Victoria kid who, uh, I've known for a while and, mm-hmm. uh, went ninth round in the Blue Jays today, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty proud of him. I've, I've known him for a while and, uh, yeah, a kid who, you know, was always undersized and turned into like this, just this, this hitter, man, he hits, I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, um, people talk about his defense stuff, but it doesn't matter. This dude hits. He is one of the best hitters I have seen in a long time. Um, I think he's going to go to pro ball and not be overmatched at all. You know, just stupid quick hands. Mm-hmm. Um, ne- never looks overmatched. Just, uh, you know, a really good hitter. And, uh, you know, he's, he's quick. His speed's come along. Um, really good kid who knows baseball. And, I mean, it's cool for me. Uh, to see him he was actually my neighbor growing up for a bit so um pretty cool to see him and and yeah i remember like the first time meeting him he knocked on my door and 
I was like, what's up, kid? And he wanted to play catch with me. So it's cool seeing kind of that switch of, you know, now he's, you know, on his professional route. And, and you know, I've seen him from a little kid who would just want to play catch on the road. Now he's, you know, going to be in professional baseball. And, and again, like, I'm not just saying this because he's a Victoria kid, but I think he's got what it takes. Uh, yeah. That, that bat is and, – and you've seen him too, right? That bat yeah. is, is unmatched. Yeah, I had him on the junior national team, and, and I agree that bat – I think I think you're right. I think he's going to hit wherever he goes, and that's going to be the tool that takes him, you know, whatever whatever well, height he gets it. very long ways too. If you can hit, they'll find a spot yeah. for you, right? The yeah. defense has always been in question, but that's okay. You know, if he can figure that out and get him, you know, might be a second base. It might be like a left field or something like that. But he can swing a left-handed hitter. Um, he can definitely swing. And what you know, my favorite part about uh, about Sammy is his makeup. He is oh, a yeah. fantastic kid. Great kid. Absolutely yeah. love him. He was a great teammate. Never just like he's okay. Like kind of you know laughing at himself a little bit, but dead serious when he needs to be. Um, you know, he's okay to you know, brushing off bat at bats and, and just moving on and getting in the field, whatever it is, right? And that's really important when you're going to go through a lot of failure as you climb the ranks. So, um, sure. yeah. you know, it's funny, a little side story. We're in, uh, in nearby field here. We're, we're doing a, uh, what was the pre, I think it was a pre world qualifier and we were just playing some exhibition games and, um, you know, we had, we had a player who played some walk-up music for everybody. Great music guy. And, uh, so we were, I said, play Play a little Marvin Gaye sexual healing for Sammy Shaw. And so I was like, he's a guy who would like, it wouldn't phase him. So Sammy first at bat starts to go up there and get a little Marvin Gaye sexual healing. And Sammy kind of stops, looks over his shoulder and kind of gets a little, little jam going. <laughs> it's a little flow going with a smile on his face. He loved it. And it was the perfect, perfect uh, reaction to what, you know, what we did and everything. And it was just something that's like, that's his personality. Like, you can't phase him. He rolls with the punches. And it was just like, it was a funny thing. It was just like one of those little things I remember about the guy. Yeah, but, easygoing uh, dude for sure. Easygoing guy. So, great pick. And I wish him all yeah. the luck for sure. Yeah. All right. I got uh, I got two more then as well here. Well, um, the one is really interesting. The, my former team, the Giants, with the 16th pick. They picked Bryce Eldridge, another high school yeah. kid, James Madison High School, Virginia. Dual position guy. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. First base, right hand pitcher, 6'7. So these massive donkeys. 6'7, 223. Uh, swings at lefty, 18 year old. They, apparently, the bat they think is a little bit further ahead of the arm. But they've said that they're willing to to let him go with both and um, open to seeing what kind of pans out, right? So up to 96 on the mound, fastball slider change, as a lot of people are. But again, really interesting. And, I mean, is this Shohei, the rebirth? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't want to do well, that to the even, kid, but that's even, interesting. Yeah, you, Any two-way player, you say that, right? But it's good he's a high school guy, right? And I think... That's the draw there with a two-way high school and the Giants, which is great, which they're letting him do both. It's like he has time to do both, right? And it's almost like you want to sit back. It's like it's a gamble. Um, I mean, being a first-rounder in him, right, he, if you watch him play, like his highlights are impressive, right? But either way, he's going to be fine one of the ways, and he could be both, right? So I think I think that's a really good pick for them. I think it's a safe bet. Um, 
at least one of the, you know, if he's a pitcher or he's a hitter, I think mm-hmm. either one's going to work out, right? So. It's almost like a dual sport, you know, athlete. Somebody for sure. Who plays, like, for sure, baseball, yeah. basketball. It's like, do both as long as you can because one of those things will float to the top. And yeah. then that'll be your sport, right, as long as you want to. So same thing. It's like, do both. Hit, pitch. One of those things will eventually float to the top unless you're Shelley. But well, and then and then you just kind of go with that. You go with your strength, right? Well, and I think the cool thing too is it's not framed with him so much. Like it's almost it's almost a from what I've been hearing about people talk about him, it's like almost a downside. He's a two way. Like, oh, which one's he going to do? Um, but I think that's even more impressive, right? Because it's not like they're not drafting him based off of that two way. You know, I mean, it definitely helps. It shows athleticism stuff, but it's like. We know how tough it is to be a two-way guy in the big leagues, right? There's one guy who's successfully done it in the last, you know, 20. Like, it's insane, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, to me, I see that, like, as um, it's almost more impressive that, like, you know, like, again, they talk about his bat being better. And it's like he's a first-rounder hitter. Like, you know, if he didn't pitch, he probably – because, again, all first-rounders all first rounders probably pitch and hit, right? Yeah. Like, even, you know, Paul Skeens was a hitter. Skeens he was, hit he was a catcher. Catcher, right? And, like, his dad talks about how good of a catcher he was and, like – 95% of first rounders, like, you know, if they're a pitcher, I'm sure they can hit pretty well. And if they're a hitter, I'm sure they got a pretty And they're often decent, playing shortstop too, right? Yeah, I'm sure they got a decent <laughs> arm off the bump. So um, I, I don't think, I think it's, people look at it as, oh, he's a two-way, that's why he's a first rounder. No, I think he's just a really talented guy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we'll see which way he goes. Agreed. Last guy I will talk about is the Blue Jays' first pick. Um, they had the 20th pick overall. Another high school guy. This wasn't even intentional. Strawberry Crest High School out of Florida. Shortstop, six foot, 170 pounds, named Arjun Namala. Righty-righty, yeah. uh, uh, 17 years old. So he's a, he's a young, young guy. Yeah. Um, he was ranked 11th, and he ended up dropping to 20th. So I think the Jays were pretty happy about that, right? So from what I'm seeing is his hit tool is the strength. Um, defensively, he's like I said, he's a shortstop. He may move from there. Um, but the, the hit tool is what is really exciting. Um, Contact. But yeah. yeah, so this is what was really interesting to me about him. He is of Indian descent. His dad came over to the States in 2001. So for me, this is the highest selected um, player with Indian descent that's ever been picked. With what we do and talking about growing the game with Apotaco and everything, there is a massive market in India and baseball in foreign countries. It's getting started up over there. Exactly. Right. So there's tons of opportunities. So, you know, all these teams, even though you may not know it, like India has a, a national team, a national program. So you get somebody like this who might become a higher profile, especially if they can make it to the big leagues. Now all of a sudden he's playing for national programs. Now all of a sudden he's starting to teach, you know, talking to kids over there. Now all of a sudden you see kids who see a role model, who see somebody who looks like them, who came from where they are, or at least the, the background is from where they are. And now they're interested in baseball. I mean, they've got they they play another sport where they uh, pitch or slash bowl and yeah, hit a ball in cricket, yeah. right? So I mean, there are similarities. You throw, you catch, you hit, you swing, you all do, like defend and all those things. So um, I think it's really really interesting too. And, and we talk about multi sport athletes. He played soccer and basketball, and same thing is like he 
he I think baseball started to get a little bit better and he was enjoying baseball the most mm-hmm. out of the sports and went to it. So, I mean, the, the, the last thing I'll say about this is with him being picked by Toronto, if he can, you know, ascend to the big leagues, Toronto is a huge multicultural city. Yeah. He will have, he will, I can guarantee there would be a new breed of fan who come out of the woodworks to see this kid play. And that's really exciting for the growth of the game, right? That's really exciting to have new fans. That's really exciting to have like new faces in the stands, especially if you're the Blue Jays, you're like new fans. Awesome. <laughs> I'll sell you tickets. So well, I think it's just really a really cool pick. And you look at you look at like how many Japanese fans are Angels fans now, mm-hmm. right? And um, that's what I see there too. And again, kind of off topic a bit, but I think. And again, I just saw this the other day. I didn't even know it was a thing, but I think there's a league that is going to India. I believe it is led by. Uh, there's a lot of big names. I think like Fred McGriff may be like one of the bigger names. I could be totally off there. Like I could just be pulling that out of nowhere. Uh huh. But there is. There's a. The, you, yeah, I'm trying to think of names that were in there. I, I remember seeing that the segment on it. But anyways, there is something there. But I think that's super cool. Back to him as a player. I think I think it's a little bit of a gamble. And I like it for the Jays. But again, he's a... This guy's... All, I think a lot of it's based off his projectability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You look at his scouting grades and, you know, nothing is really... He's got a good arm um, across the diamond. But again, like, nothing's crazy high. Um, yeah, his future, I, I, his future yeah. scouting grades look really good. His projected scouting grades, but again, I think it's projectability. He's a smaller guy um, who, you know, I, I don't think he'll be banking at the big league super quick. But no, no, he, um, I mean he's seventeen. Like I said, like I, I, from what I heard, the raw power was plus right now, and like I said, yeah. a six one one seventy. You put on another thirty pounds or twenty five yeah. pounds on that body, um, you know that maybe there is more power in there that uh, sure. that that they can that they can get to so really interesting pick so one other thing well well i guess there are a couple of other things the one thing that i think overshadowed all the picks and i don't know how i feel about this was rob manfred yeah. absolutely getting annihilated, annihilated all night long you got a take on that or what well the i mean like the oh who was the astros pick couldn't even hear it. That's the whole point. But with the booze with the Astros pick right away, and he was just getting – again, I said it earlier. He screwed up because I said it with Jacob Wilson, Grand Union University. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough role, but uh, I don't know. I mean, that happens all the time. I remember that happened in the NBA a couple years ago with Adam Stur- uh, Adam Silver, is it? NBA? Right, yeah. Yep. Okay, if I'm if I'm wrong, please. Adam Silver, Rogi. It is Adam Silver, yeah. I should, yes. you know, second guess myself anyways. But, uh, yeah, a little tough. But again, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. But uh, that's what you get with a live event. And again, he, yeah. I thought he held together decently well. But uh, well, near near the end, he started getting a little phased. He when did he, get like, low. Yeah, he he started like it was almost like he was getting annoyed. But what are you gonna say? You meet people don't like you. He and they had you know the A's fans who were chanting, you know, don't yeah. sell the team or whatever, or stay it, stay in Oakland, stay. So like, or sorry, sell the team sell the and team. stay in Oakland, right? And um, so it's kind of, I don't want to say he brings it on himself, but because his ultimate goal is really to make money for the owners and baseball well, and is it's, making it's a, money. Being a commissioner is tough. People don't under, it's like being a president. There's, yeah. you're never going to be liked by everyone. It doesn't matter what you do, who you are. Um, you know, you're never going to be that guy that everyone's happy with. So, 
again, I think, and I'm sure he's used to it. He's been a while now, huh? It's mm-hmm. so I think he's used to it, but again, it's just, it's funny to see it in moments like that. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of didn't like it just cause it's taken away. Cause again, it's not about him. He's just delivering the message, but you know, like think about, you know, like I said, the, I forget the name of the Astros guy who got picked, but when it's like booze going on, he can barely get the kid's name out. Like that's a huge moment in his life. Right. And yeah. to me, that's kind of sad seeing that he, I don't that, know, was, he that was, the, he, that was the one thing that I was going to say too, with that I didn't like it. You take yeah, away ruined, from the moment for the kid. For sure. And if he's having a speech by himself, go for it. Rip the guy to shreds if you want to. But again, he's just delivering the message. Um, and again, you don't want to kind of take away from everyone else, but whatever. I kind of like it too, though. The last um, the last thing that I really liked, and I didn't see it last night. And I saw it this morning. It was a real heartfelt kind of, uh, kind of moment that got me choked up a little bit. And I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the Mariners? Yeah, first round, first pick. With- yeah. Tiago Viernes. Tiago, yeah. Tiago Viernes, nine-year-old cancer f- survivor. And the story goes, for, for anybody who doesn't know, is last year at the All-Star Game, you know, they do the stand-up for cancer or stand-up to cancer um, kind of tribute. And all the players and everybody, fans, uh, will hold signs and placards kind of in front of them where it's like, I stand for, and they'll have a name there. And uh, J-Rod went to the team and asked um, asked for a local cancer survivor from the hospital that that he could uh, write on his placard. And they gave him the name of uh, Tiago Viernes. Yeah. And he wrote down on his placard, Tiago. And uh, last night, <clears throat> they brought out Tiago to make the Mariners pick. And it was absolutely he killed it. To I would killed it, nailed it. Like I mean, absolutely nailed. You put me up there. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna be stuttering oh, on my words. Like you know, that's tough. But he, yeah, he did a very good job. That's yeah, good. and uh, and and even like at the end of it, he makes the comment for whoever it was that has the next pick. Right? He, it was it was like scripted. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't fail. Yeah. So no, that was really awesome. Picked I Cole Demerson, twenty second pick, and it was probably the one uh, one pick that was quiet where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where Cole Everson probably has yeah. a really cool moment. So yeah. I wanted to bring that one up. That one was really, yeah. really pretty awesome. So, yeah, um, yeah that's uh, – I think that's going to wrap it up unless you got anything else on the draft there. Will. No. Again, the one thing I will say and just saying it now, everyone watch, college guys are getting more and more – it's only going to keep going up too with NIL deals and, and college baseball. Um Again, the numbers first round is a little different because that's like guys who you're really going to throw money at and you can use that time. But if you look at the overall numbers, I think it went up again with, you know, amount of college guys who got drafted. And I think, if, you know, 10 years from now, it's going to be just dramatic change, right? Because you can go, you can now go make money in, in college too, right? And yeah. I, I saw tweets today about big, big prospects, high school guys who didn't go, who, you know, regularly would have. But again, you know, you're going to a big SEC school and you're probably going to make, you know, close to a couple hundred grand a year in NIL deals. So it's, it's a pretty good life. So I think it's really going to change things, but, um, but I've said my opinion on it. I think it's a good thing going to college and yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let's go into our last segment, a new one. We are calling this one. I'm pissed. All right. So in this segment, uh, we, we've kind of, 
talked about some things that kind of bother us about baseball and we kind of have gone off on a couple of rants privately. So we were like, well, let's make this a segment and let's talk about things that kind of bother us about the game. So Willow, what pisses you off? Well, beggar, I got two things that make me pissed in baseball right now. Number one, and you don't see it in the big leagues because guys have more feel, but especially me with my high school team and other, other, you know, even in college, I saw this quite a bit, but check swings. And again, very gray area check swings. But the mm-hmm. thing that pisses me off about check swings is either on, it can be either sides of the ball, defense or offense, but a guy who barely flinches offensively and guys who yell, check them, check them, check them, mm-hmm. or vice versa, where, um, where it's like, no, 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 like, no, no, like, you know, that weird area, but it's like, I hate that. Like, I, and, and to the checks drive me nuts. And high school baseball drives me nuts because they check like all the time because it's, you run into coaches where it's like, you know, the guy flinches, right? It's like, ah, yeah, check him, check him, check him. He's all mad, right? So for me, that's one thing that just pisses me off. Like, just if you're watching the game and you have a half decent angle, you should be able to know and, you know, what a swing is and what it's not. And it's close. And then with that, like, you know, it is super tough to, you know, say if he went or not. Um, especially, especially in high school baseball, you should not be able to check if the ump is not on that opposite side down the line. <laughs> yeah. Do you not agree with me, Bagger? Yeah, it's 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 kind of strange where there's nobody on, you know, so a right-handed hitter with an umpire at first base, oh. and they're in behind second, and... and you know they don't have a they don't have a great view of it. Yeah. So oh, it's uh you know it's but but the thing that bothers me about the rule is that the rule itself is gray. I think the rule reads something along the lines of if there was an attempt to strike the ball, then it's a strike. Well, yeah, but it has to be. I, and again, you might have read it, but I thought it has to be clearly in the hitting zone, right? So here, if that is the rule, if it's uh. Well, because you see it all the time when guys like quickly do it and it'll just like barely hit their bat, right? Like an it's super inside pitch. Right. But any it, to me, if, if the rule reads that it, an attempt needs to be made to strike the ball for a swinging strike, any check swing, aren't you basically deciding then I'm not trying to hit this ball? So then it doesn't really matter if you've kind of gone, you know, it's it's almost like that past the front of the plate or past like that that perpendicular that's what i think about when i you know like i think about it if the ball were to hit the bat and it went in play that that's a swing right like because if, if a guy swings and his barrel is is horizontal right. with his body and like he ends there like yeah he's making an attempt i guess kind of but he's stopping yeah. if he did hit it like it's not like an actual he's not committing and i think that's the yeah. thing it's like a commitment to a point where you can actually hit the ball Play, I, right? I think for the most part, people have interpreted the rules themselves. Even, you know, you watch a big league game, the broadcasters and everything. It's like, yeah, he went, yeah, he didn't go. And it's that if does the, the bat go past that kind of mm-hmm. perpendicular to the plate yeah. or parallel with the front of the plate um, or not. And that kind of is what we've decided, you know, I guess as a baseball collective, that yeah. that is a swing. But that's not really how the rule reads. So. I yeah, I'm with you. I don't like the gray area. There should yeah. be some clarification of that rule and make totally. it more black and white. And then you do have, you know, the first base umpire who is on that side who does see, you know, 
did they go past or didn't they or do they think they went past yeah. or not so should they be able to uh to it's go tough. replay on that <laughs> it's it's for me it's just the the quick flinch and yeah yeah he did it's like don't even check that don't even check it you know yeah no i agree yeah yeah um you got another one or you want me to give my no well i i won't go in depth but i'm if you can if do this a... we can do this episode again so i should keep it yeah keep it hang on to it back pocket i'll stay that I'll, stay, I'll stay pissed tonight i'll stay pissed <laughs> All right, mine, uh, and we talked about this one earlier too. Okay, here's my pet peeve. This is, I get angry with this. I hate going and watching like a 16-year-old, like a, a U16 team or whatever it is. And, you know, it's not the best baseball necessarily. The last thing I want to see are 14 walks per team. You get three innings in a game with a two and a half hour time limit or whatever. It's like, oh my god. Okay, so here's well, my what plea. Are you, what are you putting on the blame here? Yeah, because there's a, here's a my plea. My plea is to the umpires to open up the strike zone. Okay, these pitchers aren't good enough to pitch to a big league strike zone where it needs to be between basically the belt and the bottom of the knees and not be any further outside the plate to be a strike. They're not good enough yet. Let's have a little common sense. And for me, I would be, if I'm a coach and I go to that pre-game kind of meeting at the at the plate and exchange the lineup yeah, cards and everything. Up, for sure. If I'm an umpire, I would say, "Okay guys, here's the deal. We're going to go pretty liberal strike zone. It is going to be letters to knees and it will probably have a couple inches on either side of the plate, okay? So now I'm happy with that as a coach. You've made it known. It's going to be a big zone. So I'm not going to be surprised if you ring somebody up on a pitch at the letters because you've told us. And it's going to go both ways. So they know the best that we can. And the other thing that's going to happen with this is we're going to promote hitting. We're going to promote action. We're going to get more defense working. Players are going to get more ground balls or fly balls and be able to throw more and field more. Oh my gosh, pitchers are going to enjoy it more. Like, and if you take this down a couple levels to like 13 years old, 14 years, somewhere around there, especially that first year where they go back to 60 feet, six inches. To me, this is that is the biggest change that any player is going to have in their baseball career, bar none. The bases go to 90 feet, the, the mound goes to 60 feet, six inches. It's a massive change. If you start squeezing the strike zone at that age, you are going to, it's just, it's terrible baseball to watch. Okay. Call strikes, like make hitters swing the bat. A lot of things. And even just development wise. Now guys get used to swing. Guys get used to hitting. They can worry about pitch selection later on when pitching gets better and you can start working in and out up. No, whatever it is. Right. Let's get some action. So that is my plea to amateur umpires. Open well, it up a little bit, tell the coaches, and let's get the ball in play. Bargy, you made me piss just saying that. Oh, I get fired up on that one. You're preaching to the choir, and again, like and again, I could talk about this all day. Number one, um did we chat about my game this weekend about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned it to me, and that's why it made Anyways, me think of it again. I'll, I'll share it. And, and again, the you know, the flock, we were playing in a little tournament. 
we uh, we tied a game, time limit, right? Stupid, two-hour time limit. But anyways, we tied 11-11 in five innings. Um, the game had 24 walks in five innings, 24. Um, but it was, number one, I'm not going to give the pitchers credit. And Robert, if you're listening to this, you didn't throw well. We know that. We talked about this. But <laughs> at a point, the umpire has to understand it and I, I wouldn't even care if it was for our guys. We have to open this up because this guy was squeezing, right? And again, both pitchers weren't throwing that many strikes, but if they are close, he needed to call them because it was a brutal game. But with that, hitters, and again, it's been a big problem for our team this year, and it's been something that I've voiced a lot to young hitters is it's great to have an approach, right? But an approach really comes into play and helps well when you have a big league strike zone or a cold strike zone that's pretty pretty good. You have a guy who's throwing pretty well. With good off-speed pitches, that's when approach comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that who being can, said, who can, lo- who can locate the pitch a little for bit? For sure. Too, right? That being said, a lot of high school guys you see, like, you know, an 81 mile per hour fastball with a cement mixer slider, like, mm-hmm. you don't need to have an approach. You should be able to hit that thing if it's anywhere close to the zone. And, um, yeah, just the amount of backwards Ks I've seen this year with, like, the big heads back and, like, all pitch. <laughs> like, it, like, just, and I say it, it's like, you know, your, your high school baseball, especially in Canada, like, you know, you're not going to, the, the guy probably works at a post office for a living. You know what I mean? Like he's, that's not his career. He's out here just to do it. Yeah. You know, God bless him. I think umpires, are, are, you know, should get more love. But at the end of the day, like, again, you know, he's been calling it all game. If you get 2K, like I would be swinging at anything close. Right. Yeah. And I think that's great. Cause again, like you said, more balls in play, quicker tempo guys swing more. Like it's, it gets the game more exciting. So that's my little – you got me in a bad mood, Bergie, but – There you I go, love, man. That's I why love we, that. That's why we had this segment here. The I hope the segment. listeners are as mad as we are right now. Well, I'm sure any any parent who, you know, has a kid who's playing in that age group, they've, they've seen this. This happens. Well, right? so, and one last thought on that. Pitchers, you're not going to strike everyone out. Like, you're just not going to do it. And I think that's another part that plays into it is like kids do not want to be a, a Chris Bag who is a sinker guy getting ground balls. Right? Do it. It's quick games. Deep games. I know. And I would love that. But it's just not, that's, that's just not what the guys want nowadays, right? It's uh, it's going to change and guys just want to strike everyone out. So they're trying to pick corners and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. The five, the five and dive. I hated the five and dive, man. I wanted CGs every game. But uh yeah, lots of innings, deep games. That's that was what I really like to do. So there you go. Yeah, good stuff, Willow. <clears throat> well, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the Apotaka Podcast. If you liked what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the show. Get notified whenever we release a new episode. Leave us a comment, rate us, all those good things. We'd love to hear from you. Suggestions, suggestions, suggestions. We need them absolutely. Yeah, what you want to hear. And until who you want to hear? hear, you want to hear more Willow and less Beg, I'm in. They're probably saving us already. <laughs> Hope not, because we're going to keep doing it. Enjoy the week. Until next time, Apo Taco out. Mm-hmm.